Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. We have got a one-of-a-kind show today. We're going to be talking about depression. You know, between COVID and people being closed in and now starting to get out, thankfully, but, you know, still being closed in, the level of depression, which within the country has risen exponentially actually all over the world has risen exponentially and amy b share is going to be here today and we're talking about her latest book how to heal yourself uh from depression when no one else can uh this book is great if you're suffering low energy trying to figure out if you're depressed or not uh there's a lot of information in this book and what i absolutely love is she gives real working techniques on how to manage that energy that can work instantaneously if you allow them. So we'll talk about uh, more of that in a bit. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, Intuitives and Spirit. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, the 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask, Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. My guest today, Amy Beershear, is an award-winning and best-selling author on books about humaning and healing. I like that, the H and the H. She has been featured in uh, the Washington Post, Cosmopolitan, CNN, CBS, the LA Review, View book of books, The Rumpus and More. Uh, Amy was also named one of the advocates 40 under 40. Amy's books have been translated into 13 languages. So she lives in New York City with her beautiful wife and the bad cat. And um, you can check her out at her website, and that's amybshear.com. A M Y B as in boy. S-C-H-E-R.com. Welcome, Amy. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be with you today. Hey, it's great to have you here, Amy. Um, Why don't you start by talking to us about your background and how you figured out wasn't working and to create something that works in your healing life because you've walked your talk. Yes, I have. Not intentionally, but but that's what happens sometimes, right? We we go where we need to. So not where we we wanted to go all the time. Um, so I basically found my healing path by 
I, I can't say I had, you know, a smart epiphany or a spiritual awakening. I sort of did my, um, my work by process of elimination where I was struggling for many years with multiple chronic illnesses and um, physical and emotional conditions that just weren't getting better with sort of the mainstream medical approach that I was taking. And I have great respect for the mainstream medical approach. There are certain mm-hmm. things I would run to the doctor for, like if I broke my arm or, you know, needed stitches or whatever. But what I what I discovered in my own healing from chronic illness is that deep-rooted conditions aren't always best approached only by medicine and, and right. drugs and treatments and therapies. And, and for me, I had um, sort of at the crux of what was going on, I had chronic Lyme disease and mm. it, it caused great disability. I was bedridden for, for a long time. And this was a 10 year journey that I had. And essentially I eventually discovered the mind body connection. I had been pretty much all over the world to some of the best doctors. I traveled all the way to India for an experimental stem cell treatment, Uh which greatly um, helped me improve. And then I started to slide backwards. And that's when I realized there was more to healing than just applying a method or treatment to what was going wrong. And I sort of started to turn inward and look at it again by process of elimination, but look at what I had possibly been missing. And what I had been missing was the way that I was living my life, the patterns I had, the BS, as they Uh say, belief systems, Uh emotional stress and energy and baggage that I was holding on my body. All of those things were really stressing and affecting my nervous system and my immune system. And when I started to work from a more mind, body, spirit standpoint, that is when my true and complete healing came. And that is how I came to this work that I now um, teach and write about. Well, great. Um, And I appreciate everything that you've shared and what you have gone through. But we are in such what I'm going to call a drive through society. It's like if we have any low energy for anything or something's broken or hurt, we want it fixed immediately. We're not willing, most people, I should say, are not willing to take the deep dive and do the work that is needed how can we convince people that it's you know about the emotions it's about the subconscious and how to like slow down so that we can heal yeah i mean i think the answer is that we can't that that people have to get to that Mm. on their own that that, that's really you know that's really how I came to it was when I was truly ready, when nothing else worked, when I couldn't, when I couldn't keep going on with the way that, that I what you know, that I was going, that's when I realized that I had to find another way. And I think, you know, five years prior to when I figured that out, it wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten there. And, you know, people Mm -hmm. had suggested to me along the way certain things and I wasn't ready. And so I think that we do try all the external band-aids first. And that's human nature because who wants to stop everything in their life to figure out their stuff? Nobody, (laughs) not even me. (laughs) And and, And I know better. Like I know now what it, what it really takes to heal, which is really addressing mind, body, spirit for, you know, in a, in a deep and sometimes painful way, less Mm. painful if you just do it so that you can move on, (laughs) um, more painful if you try to ignore it, which, um, 
I often tell my students and clients, like in the history of like humans and emotions, nothing ever got resolved by ignoring it. Like that's uh-huh. just, I don't, I've never met anybody who ignored something and said that really worked. That's my MO. <laughs> so I think, you know, but, but I think that in my own journey, the, the thing I did last was the cheapest thing uh-huh. and the thing that worked and the thing in a way that was easiest because it was self-reflection. It was doing the inner work. I didn't need anybody else per se. I mean, we all, I think, benefit from mentors and coaches and practitioners, of course. But in the scheme of everything else I had done, I felt most empowered when I was doing this work, when I was looking at my patterns, when I was changing um, the the BS, uh-huh. <laughs> all kinds of BS in my life. <laughs> and, and I think that we do it last because it feels hardest and we'd rather just run around, you know, trying to find the cure. But eventually Mm -hmm. I think when we don't, that's when, that's when we're ready to come to this work. Okay. So since we are at this point right now, because folks, you're listening to this show and I'm doing this interview, girl, (laughs) 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 how can we (laughs) move past or even realize that we're depressed. So start off with what is depression in your um, opinion, and then give us like a quick little tip that we could use to help us move through that energy. Sure. So the way that I see depression from an energetic sort of standpoint is that depression is the literal depression of self. It happens when we feel depressed, pushed down is is the actual definition of depressed, or suppressed, it happens when our true selves become depressed or suppressed or pushed down and and life sort of piles on top of us. And what happens in that place is that we become disconnected from our true selves. And, and that's depressing. That doesn't feel good. That feels Mm -hmm. blah. That feels blue. That feels heavy. That feels like we're lost. Like we have no ambition. That's what depressed feels like. Um, And of course, there are also physical contributors to depression, but I find that the core of it, the core of it is, is disconnection from our true selves. And when our body is disconnected from our true selves, we become stressed. And in that state of emotional and physical stress, all kinds of physical things can happen. We can Uh have chemical and hormonal imbalances. I, this is what I'm explaining about depression is not instead of what your doctor told you. It's also in addition to it. Yes. So I think, and, and, you know, having worked with thousands and thousands of clients and students now, this, the core of who we are and the disconnection from that can cause so much havoc in our lives. And, and one thing that we can do right now, even while we're talking, everyone can do this, is to start to tell yourself the truth. Be honest with yourself. What doesn't feel good? Why are you disconnected? Pretend nobody will have a, an opinion or there will be no negative consequences from whatever your truth is and allow the real truth to come up. What in your life isn't working? What is disconnecting you? What are you feeling or believing that is feels heavy on your, it feels like a burden on your system. So many times what we try to do is talk ourselves out of the truth about how we feel, what we want and who we are. Uh It's inconvenient that we lose the, the, the tethers to our own core. We lose who we really are. And that disconnection is what depression is. Hmm. <laughs> wow, we lose ourselves. So how do we figure out 
who we truly are. Well, I think first it comes back to telling yourself the truth. You have to ask yourself, who am I? What do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I desire? What do I love? Um, What would be better about my life if I change certain things? I mean, most people are so busy trying not to disrupt the the status quo of their lives that they don't ever ask themselves the questions about Mm -hmm. what is making them feel how they feel. It, it's not typically just, you know, I don't like my job or whatever. It may be some old energy you're carrying, some old resentment. It may be a, an unhappy relationship that you're in that, that you've been lying to yourself about. It may mm-hmm. be, and we typically don't ask ourselves the questions because we become so overwhelmed by the idea of making changes in our life which is fair enough, it's scary, that, but we don't, we don't allow ourselves to entertain the idea of what, what might not be sitting well with us. So I think the first thing you can do is really to start to ask yourself those questions. You know, no one else will know the answer. You don't have to act upon anything, but just start to ask yourself to, to open that exploration process of why do I feel like crap? What is not working? What, you know, Many of us go through times in our life where everything seems perfect. We finally got the job we wanted. We finally live in the area we want. We finally da-da-da. Yet we're holding all this stuck emotional energy or maybe the thing that we've been working toward. This has certainly happened to me, the thing that I've been working toward for 10 years. I finally got it. But now guess what? That was what I wanted 10 years ago. It doesn't work for maybe it took me, maybe, you know, if it didn't take me 10 years to get to it, Mm -hmm. it would or it would have been more relevant to the time, but that you worked, sometimes we, we get on this like one way train to work, we're working towards something and we put all of our energy into working towards something. And then we never stop to ask ourselves along the way, is this really what I still want? And so it's just important to check in with yourself mm-hmm. along the way, because that's how we lose ourselves we stop being attentive to our own needs and desires and we completely lose the plot and, and we end up ignoring emotions and our guidance and our, you know, intuition. Mm-hmm. So folks, I think she's saying that if you come from a strong will family who wants you to do a certain thing and you're not resonating with it, um, you can drop it. You have permission and, yes. and do you. <laughs> okay, Folks, we're speaking with Amy B. Shear. Her book is How to Heal Yourself from Depression When No One Else Can, a self-guided program to stop feeling like S-H-T, um, <laughs> or, or other words, shit. Um, um, <clears throat> Amy, in your work, you do a lot of energy psychology. Talk to us about what energy psychology is and how we can start to develop some of that to help ourselves. Sure. So energy psychology are the tools and techniques that I use. It's an umbrella of sort of energy therapy. And energy psychology is is working with thoughts, beliefs, and emotions in relationship to the energy system. So most people know that um, the body has an energy system. They might be familiar with, or maybe most people don't know, but the people that do know um, Mm -hmm. probably know it from acupuncture or Chinese medicine, where we have different energy pathways in the body. Mm -hmm. And by working with those energy pathways, we can release stuck energy and help support our physical and emotional health. And so energy psychology is working with the energy system, but bringing in the pieces of 
releasing energy specifically related to thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, which can, can really throw the body off and throw the immune system and nervous system and all kinds of things off. So the tools are really focusing on emotional baggage. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's releasing emotional baggage that may be negatively affecting the, the body, mind, or spirit. And so my work is about, all about looking for old beliefs, that are outdated. Um, one of the big ones that I work with, um, with people, you know, through the book and through my programs is I don't matter that belief. I don't matter can wreak havoc in all areas of, of the, you know, your life. If you believe Mm -hmm. it, working on past emotional traumas or stresses that you haven't let go of. And a lot of people think, well, I didn't have anything traumatic in my life or there wasn't anything that big that should cause this, you know, this depression or this anxiety or chronic Mm -hmm. illness. But what I find is it's often something that you might consider small or not traumatic that actually Mm -hmm. traumatized you. Um, So maybe being embarrassed at a meeting you know, in front of your colleagues at work or, you know, being, being yelled out by a teacher in school, maybe those don't feel like the biggest things that ever happened in your life, but, but things that we don't actually process and release Uh are, um, get stuck in our body and can, can traumatize us. And so the book shares a lot about how you can on your own start working with those, um, kinds of stresses and emotional baggage in the body. Um, and then changing patterns, changing on healthy patterns like people pleasing perfectionism (laughs) indecisiveness Uh those things can really i mean really derail our lives and so the book is really sort of a workshop in a book where it walks you through all of the main you know main patterns and emotional you know areas of emotional baggage that i know from working with clients so many years are essential to address if you are dealing with depression and and depression really happens on a spectrum so it can be anywhere from um you know feeling blah or blue to really not being able to get out of bed and it's important to recognize Uh that that you deserve to feel good and to heal no matter where on the spectrum you are Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit more about those invisible emotions that might negatively affect us. Yeah, so we all feel lots of things all the time, which you probably are, you know, many people are already aware of, but but things also get stuck. We all often feel something and talk ourselves out of feeling it. If somebody hurts your feelings, you may be angry and then say, you know what, they, of course they didn't mean to, it wasn't intentional, what, and, and sort of move on. But the anger may still be there. Uh-huh. You may um, experience a time of sadness in your life where you're kind of forced to just move on and get back to work. Cause that's what um, society, you know, requires of us in this in this very physical world we live in but but our spirits sometimes can't handle that and so you may then move on and get back to work and sort of bury some of that sadness and these are the invisible emotions that we end up sort of carrying along the way and they can really pile up and and start to create a burden on the system and these are the emotions that i talk about and teach about how to release in my work because those emotions that sort of pile up become very heavy to carry metaphorically and energetically. And so there are some really simple techniques in terms of how to identify which emotions you need to clear and how to actually clear them from the body or release them from the body that can help you to sort of 
sort of rebalance your energy system and support your physical healing as well, if that's something you need. Mm, okay. Um, you have um, various techniques that you use that can act rather quickly. Um, why don't you share with um, one of them with us? I really like your um, standing sway, but you can share whichever one that you want. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead and share um, something called thymus tapping. And I'm saying thymus like T-H-Y-M-U-S. This mm -hmm. is a the master gland of the immune system and the master gland of the immune system um, is in behind your breastbone in your chest about an inch below where a bow tie would be on your neck. Um, so if you put your fingers where a bow tie would be and you just slide them down about an inch, sometimes people will feel like a little raised area in the chest. Mm -hmm. The thymus gland is behind there and that area energetically is linked to your entire um, energy system. And when we tap that area with our fingertips, you can take three or four fingertips and tap there. Mm -hmm. We are actually sending sort of a whoosh of energy through the thymus gland, through the rest of the energy system to clear out some of the stress. At the same time, it activates the thymus gland to support your immune system. You're sort of manually activating it, mm -hmm. but tapping there during times of stress or when you're feeling low or depressed can actually be a really easy, um, and powerful technique to help move some of the stuck energy out of your system that might be that might be keeping you stuck or or keeping you you know feeling bad. And so you can do that just taking some deep breaths. I like to do it while repeating the mantra or the phrase let go let go let go to just kind mm -hmm. of remind my body because all of us hold on to so many things through the day through <laughs> the week through the month mm -hmm. that when we tap and we're 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 activating the thymus gland and activating our energy system to really let go let go imagine tapping out all the yucky stuff and that's something you can do you know for a few minutes at a time or even 10 seconds at a time that i find can be really helpful. And if we have any parents listening, that's one that you can usually get kids to get into because it's quick and they can tap <laughs> their chest and um, you can actually let them sort of thump their chest and tell them, you know, to be like Tarzan. Exactly. And, and you can usually make some, make some fun games out of that, but it works really well for adults and children alike. Okay. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing that with us. Now, the one thing that we haven't talked about, which I think is crucial to emotional health is boundaries. Yeah. How can we set boundaries that allow us to be our ourselves, but we can still interact with society? That's such a good question and such a hard thing for, for people to do. And I have in the past had such a difficult time with boundaries, especially for people who are intuitive. We hear a lot of talk about being, mm -hmm. being an empath and energetically sensitive, all things that I can definitely relate to. But mm -hmm. there was an interesting thing that I learned along the way. I was doing so much work to try to protect my energy system, protect my field, you know, mm -hmm. um, do all of these different tools and techniques. And at some point I realized that we also have to create conscious boundaries. We also have to say no. We can't just sort of decide we're empaths and we there's nothing we can do and we're going to try to protect our energy, but then not do any, not use the physical attributes we have, mm -hmm. like our mind and our voice to say no. And I see that a lot in the 
sort of spiritual communities Mm -hmm. where we, we can get so focused on I'm intuitive, I'm an empath, and then completely forget that we're also physical beings that can, that have the response, not that can, but not only that can, but that also have the responsibility just to say no, even Mm -hmm. if it's uncomfortable for us. Like you are obligated as an adult, if you want to be healthy um, emotionally and physically to say no, even if it's hard for you, you know, even if you don't want to, even if it's uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. that was something that I really practiced. And it's so interesting because as I, as I was sort of creating this book, I realized that so many people don't even know how to say no. Like I would have like students ask me, well, like, what do you say? And it seems so (laughs) obvious, but actually, right. When we're not used to saying it, when we're empaths, when we get panicked, if we have to say no, like we don't know how. So in the book, I actually have shared all the ways that people can say no, either (laughs) verbally or in an email. But I think, I think it is really important to push yourself into your, um, out of your comfort zone and, and say it, even if you don't want to. And the way that I do it is a lot of times, like if I'm going to say no to somebody that I can't, you know, I don't want to, I can't help them or whatever. And then I'm going to obsess so much afterwards about how I should have said yes. And now I feel bad. I, I will, I will say a yes with boundaries. So I would say, I'll be happy to chat with you on the phone. I have about 15 minutes uh-huh. so that I can say a feel good yes mm-hmm. and also a feel good no at the same time because what would typically happen to me which i'm sure many people can resonate with is you overgive it's okay to help people it's okay to be there it's okay to say yes but when you do it without any boundary to it it becomes boundaryless and mm-hmm. and then can sort of take over so there's all these ways in the book that i um that that i share but i think again like just to remember, even though we're empaths, even though, you know, we're intuitive and we feel other people's stuff, I think our mind is very much a leader in this way where, yes, we need to do the energetic work to protect our energy, but we also have to be good leaders for our energy systems and our bodies. And we have to say, no, you, that's adult homework. You have to do it. Even if you don't like it, you can't use the excuse of I'm so empathic. I'm so intuitive. (laughs) that's, that just isn't going to help you. Um, It may be true. I totally get it. I'm the same way, but it just isn't going to help. So you, sometimes I think we lean too much on tools and techniques and spirituality when, when we really just need to do our adult homework and do what we Mm -hmm. need to do to help ourselves. Yeah. Do the work. You don't want to BS yourself. And this is bullshit in this one about, you know, not having to do something or not even taking a look at yourself. Amy, when we go to your website, um, amybshare.com, that's A-M-Y-B as in boy, S-C-H-E-R.com. What are we going to find there? You're going to find lots of information about um, tools and techniques that you can use. I have links to, I have videos there that you can follow along with today. You can, um, I have free resources. I also share some information for those people who are on their own um, path to write books and share stories. I do book mentoring and coaching, um, book, mm-hmm. book uh, planning for people who are interested in that. And and I find so many people who are struggling with depression, anxiety, and and chronic illness have a story to tell. And, and sometimes that can be a cathartic, um, you know, expression of healing. So, so there are lots of free resources. And if you have any questions, you can also contact me through my website. Okay. And are you currently taking on new clientele? Or... I am not for the mm-hmm. energy therapy side, but I do have an amazing assistant practitioner who's trained under me for many, many years and is 
fantastic. I go to her myself when I need help. I send my family and friends to her. So I do have somebody who's doing private sessions and she is absolutely wonderful. Okay. And let's see what's there. Oh, folks, check out her blog on her website. Okay. Um, you're going to find a lot of interesting information there. And you know, she has this little quiz on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that little quiz. <laughs> yes. So if you go into my website and you click um, that button that says go to my healing work, there is a quiz that is 10 questions long that I spent many, many, many hours um, coming up with. And if you go through the quiz, it, it will take you to me. It took me to 20 hours, but it'll take you two minutes and it will help you identify what blocks you may have that are preventing you from healing or being happy in the ways that you want. It's a quick little quiz, but it will give you a lot of information. And I will not only tell you what block you have, but I will also show you how to begin releasing that using my tools. All right. So folks, if you are suffering from depression and depression can come in many forms. So before you say no and run away, um, truly take a look and see if you've gone through COVID at some point in time you've had some level of depression that's just a fact okay so this book how to heal yourself from depression when no one else can a self-guided program to stop feeling like s-h-i-t or otherwise known as shit is going to help you and i'm not guessing I know that it will help you because many of the techniques in her book that she uses, I use with my own clientele. And yes, it does work. So no more excuses. Okay. You can shift your energy if you want. Amy, thank you so much for being my guest today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. I had a wonderful time. Thank you. And to the audience, thank you for being with us as we collectively get over it. And I want everyone to remember that the most important choice that you can make is Uh, what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of rising from depression. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.